Welcome to Sports 56 Happy Hour with Johnny Radio. This hour is brought to you by Scooters Plus on Summer Avenue. Now, here's your host, Johnny Radio himself, John Harden. Welcome into a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I am your buddy, Johnny Radio. Can you not hear me or something? You're looking at me crazy. I'm not looking at you. I can hear you fine. Oh, it's just my microphone. I mean, my headphones are terrible. Oh, it doesn't matter. Welcome into a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Happy Halloween, everybody. It is a big day. It was the Sports Equinox yesterday. Didn't watch um, a whole lot of hockey, but I do have a little bit of a hockey update later on about the poor man who lost his life. Yeah, I had a feeling you would, John. Um, yeah, man, it's taken a turn that was uh, definitely not expected, and then I found out about the uh, man who, Matt Petgrave, who was basically known as a goon in that hockey league, most penalties, uh, a lot of crazy talk that I heard a little bit earlier. We're going to discuss that later. John, I hate to tell you, none of that is true. None of what? The things you've heard. Because I know exactly what you've heard, and I'm here to tell you that not to believe those things. Why? I was on ESPN we'll, we'll talk this about morning. It. We'll talk about it later, John. That sounds like a great Hardenwood story. Okay, I'm, it is. I'm, it I'm is. already prepared to talk about it. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, because I was sitting here watching it this morning on the S-Spin and was like, you got to be kidding me. But anyway, we'll get to and that. You finally saw the video? Yeah. Uh, man, I, yeah, they showed it at least one that wasn't like a super great clip because yeah. that's just uh, – I'm not good at Yeah, I didn't see it until after we were done yesterday. I'd heard about the story, but I hadn't seen the clip until after we were done yesterday. Yes, yeah, terrible. But we're going to talk and, and we're going to talk about so many great things because today, like I said, I mean we had the sports equinox yesterday. We've got game four of the World Series. You had the Rangers take the 2-1 lead. Corey Seager at a 421-foot bomb. Uh, Scherzer left with an injury. Holy cow. We've got so much. Aroldis Garcia. Oh, please tell me it's not an oblique strain. All kinds of drama going on in this World Series. 2-1 lead currently for the Rangers. Uh, but they do have some injury issues. The Lions. What did I tell you yesterday? Told them to take them, John. What did I say? I said take the Lions. Take the Lions. Take the Lions. Take the Lions. Why? Because the Raiders are terrible. Mike McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Can't even get his name right. Josh McDaniels is Terrible. And Devontae Adams is ticked off. Speaking of Devontae Adams, is he still going to be a Raider? Is he still going to be a Raider? Because the trade deadline in the NFL is today at 3 p.m. Central Time. So a lot of trade deadline news. A lot of NFL to talk about. Got college football with David Cobb at 1130. Stoked about getting DC, CBSSports.com. We're going to talk tons and tons of college football. You know the college football... The CFP rankings come out tonight. Did you know that? My oh, by the oh, way, yeah. and you're a cowboy for Halloween. Howdy, partner. Well, um, are you, uh, you got the college football playoff rankings coming out tonight. We're gonna we're gonna discuss so many things. It's not even funny. Um, one little thing though, before I jump off into a whole we, thing. About we also got to talk Grizzlies with Zach at noon. Oh, oh. Dude, and f- by the way, sorry, Zach. Oh, Grizzlies, four. Zach at noon. Um, zero and four. Yeah, what did I tell you, buddy? What did I tell you? Mm. If you kept betting on the other team, you'd be doing all right, wouldn't you? Yeah, sure would. Yeah. John's been doing pretty good. It's uglier than a stampede of Mustangs out there. 
Um, for the Cowboys, or for the Grizzlies, that is. They played yeah. the Mavericks last night. Yeah, and Luka Doncic, what was that, triple-double he put all over their face? Woo, boy, he looked good. Yeah, Luka looked good. No Kyrie, no problem for them. But um, we're going to talk a little Grizzlies. I mean, like I said, man, there was the sports equinox. We got so much to discuss. It is not even funny. Plus, got also a story, a very sad story about Stetson Bennett, man, that's going on um, out there with the Rams. We'll discuss that as well. But again, busy, busy show. Got some funny stories for Hardenwood. Um, today's not only Halloween, by the way. Not just is it Halloween and all kinds of good stuff. And we got Maction tonight, by the way. Uh, supposedly a snowy Maction. Tonight. I mean, snowy Maction. I'm telling you, man, this this time of the what year more could is you want? just amazing. It really, really is. Uh, we got a little bit of everything. But um, we got to get into some some stuff, by the way. That has to do with just absolute lunacy. Oh, yeah, and I meant to tell you about the birthdays. Not only is it Halloween, it's Nick Saban's birthday. Happy birthday, goat. And Vanilla Ices. Happy birthday, goat. Ice, ice baby, man. Nick Saban and Vanilla Ice. Halloween. What a day it's going to be. But I got to start talking with um, a little bit about this whole Dabo. Please, people out there, again, we're going to get into the NFL, college football, baseball. We're going to break it down. We're going to give you our bets but I just got to start with this whole Dabo Sweeney tirade that he went on. Um, it was big. awesome. It was so okay. So you know I am not the biggest Dabo. You borderline hate Dabo, John. It's it, I don't. I wouldn't go with the. You know, hate is a very very very, very strong, strong word. word. I, you disdain him. I just don't like him at all. You know, I just really don't. Um, just tickle does it? No, don't like him, and. A lot of the times are is because he, you know, he's just a kind of a very emotional dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he goes on rants, you know, like just it was like last week he's talking about maybe, you know, we should lose some more football games so we can, you know, clear out some of these bandwagon fans. Um, he didn't embrace NIL when it came back and said he might even need to go to the NFL. He does not. He has he has not embraced the transfer portal. This whole situation, though, with, with Dabo and his phone call yesterday, it has me a little bit perplexed, I guess, because I'm not a big Dabo fan. And I think that what he did, by the way, was just kind of – he went he, – he got way too emotional. That's for damn sure. No, no. Like, Did you way, hear the question? Oh. The question was so uncalled for. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like, are you talking about the question from Tyler? Yeah, from Tyler, Tyler from Spartanburg, Spartanburg. or Listen, no, what Ty, no here's the, here, look, first and foremost, who the hell's screening Dabo's calls? <laughs> like, seriously, dude, it's good his question. show. That's a good question. That's like, very Tyler question. from Scarborough, well, a teenager John, smart enough to get through the screener. Hey, what are you going to talk about with Dabo? What are we, like, Tyler's out there like, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about, um, like, you know, dude, that, that No, nah, I bet Tyler was like, oh, I just want to talk to Coach about the season. Dude. And then they're like, okay, cool. Oh, yes, man. I don't know. You, you needed to feel that. I mean, Tyler, I mean, Tyler came off the top rope, man, talking about Power's like his, his money. Or so. Said he was like Tommy Bowden. Told him about, like, do you deserve $11 million to go four and four? 
Um, but that's not all. I mean, he was super aggressive and was like pulling out like Bible verses and was dude, like, I know yeah. you're a man of faith, and I want to point back to Proverbs 4.11 that says, pride comes before the fall and all yep. this stuff. I'm like, bro, this bro, is a coach's Like I said, so again, you're telling me that if you if the screener didn't ask the Tyler three questions, he wouldn't have just started coming unglued oh, himself. The, the screeners, I mean, living in hell today. <laughs> I mean, you know he's no, getting he's, it from he every He fired end. last night. I can For promise sure. you that. That dude is not producing any thing but um for real though like durant okay listen you cannot start getting that emotional with fans when you let your emotions take the best of you you got to be level-headed you are the highest paid person in that damn state basically like you know what i mean you represent the university all those athletes their families clemson the brand and it's the brand that you've helped build he made and Dabo made some listen this is this is why it's so hard for me because one Tyler went straight up WWE Championship Wrestling Memphis like he went in on him he even dropped like you said he he went hard but Dabo came back like a maniac I mean Dabo's rant was five minutes of scorched earth like this dude was not defending Clemson he was defending himself. But I will say he dropped some gems. Like, I appreciated that when he came back talking about how they didn't sniff a national championship for 35 years. Also came out there and told that dude, Tyler, he ain't failed at nothing in his life. <laughs> Facts. I mean, I mean, I'm sure he's failed at something, dude. I ain't failed at nothing in my life. Nothing. Um, I love how he also told him to start off. He's like, I don't care how old you are. Like Dabo knew the minute, like he's, the, he hit, when Tyler hit that nerve or hit that nerve over and over, Dabo basically was like, I don't care how old you are. I don't care that you're a fan. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Let me defend myself. And he used all his emotions to, to defend himself. How come he makes as much money? He said, Clemson ain't sniffed a national championship for 35 years. We've won two in seven years. Facts. They are facts, and you know I'm all about facts over feelings. You know what I'm saying? But he did let his feelings get the best of it. He also talked about how, you know, the kid could also, if he wanted to apply for the job, he could apply for the job. I mean, there is just so many good little nuggets in there, and I I think I appreciate it because I have something to talk about it, but I thought for sure I would be so much more just turned off with Dabo well, I'm than glad I actually you're not. am. I'm glad because you're here's not. what I'm going to tell you right now. There's going to be two parties, by the way. There are going to be people out there who are absolutely roasting Dabo today, saying you can't go at the fans. You can't let your emotions get the best of you. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. Can you? The people that support Dabo, by the way, they're still going to support Dabo today, and they're going to think it was fiery, and it was honest, and it was awesome, and yeah, you go tell them. We're going to get back to the mountaintop. They're still living. I mean, dude, six college football playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't like Dabo has done a bad job. I mean, he completely rebuilt Clemson. He's got two natties. Only only teams that got more is top, Georgia and Alabama. Top three coach in the game right now? No, not right now because of his current performance and his stance and the fact that he is also now more about look, Dabo than the those, university that he built. Look at those rings, though, John. But that's what happens, man. You know, like Dabo right now has gotten into the whole thing. Like when the NIL thing came out, he said he would rather go to the NFL. 
Transfer portal hates it. They lose players. He doesn't go and replace them. He's still just recruiting high school kids. I hope he leaves Clemson after this year because those fans are so entitled, John. I hope he leaves and he'll be picked up in a second. Yeah, he'll also be replaced pretty quickly. I mean, who wouldn't want to by go someone there? that's not half as good as he is? Oh, see, I don't know, man. Dabo hasn't adjusted yet. Will he? Maybe we'll see this year. I don't think he's done that great of a job. But damn, man, I can't be mad at the guy. I mean, I, I know what people are saying that are detractors. You can't just be defending yourself. If you want to defend the players, if you want to say to that caller, to the fan, something to the to the effect that listen. I, I can tell that this is bothering you. I, four and four is not acceptable. I feel for the players in that locker room. I'm with them every day. They're putting in that work. Clemson will be back on top. This is just a bump in the road. Something, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, you can come back with a very, very blah. Yeah, but Tyler wasn't really asking about the team. Tyler was going in on no, him as a in, person. I know, and I so know. I think but he had every Dabo's, right to defend the, himself. I hear what you're saying. This is the one time I can say I feel like Dabo had the right to defend himself. But who's Dabo always defending? He's not defending the university. He's not defending his players. He's not defending his team. Hell, remember he threw his quarterback under the bus this year. Wow. I'm just saying – he he's all about right now defending Dabo, and he needs to kind of put himself in check. But damn, going in yesterday as hard as he did, it was entertaining for it was, me. It was hilarious. It was great. It was it was really entertaining for I, me. I, I listened to it, and I was so worried, John. I was like, oh, John's going to come in tomorrow and just kill Dabo for this. So I'm so happy Listen, he, that he, you're on the other you side. You throw in a few zingers, and you get me to laugh. <laughs> That's all I'm, I'm going all you need. to be. Like, I mean, I love a little trash talk. And I thought Dabo came back with it, and it was it was some with some facts. And again, he was so angry. I was worried that he was going to pop a blood vessel in his head. Yeah, he was fired up. Like Dabo was hot. No one Dabo. And again, though, the poor producer who was you know screening the calls is yeah, definitely fired. I was really waiting because in the call, uh, Tyler mentioned that he was in. Uh, that he was in the military, and so he couldn't watch a ton of the games while they were like on there, had so much success. And I was waiting for Dabo to just be like full rage yelling at this guy, and then just stop and go, but thank you for your service, and then continue his rant, and he never did. I was very disappointed. Man, um, by the that way, That just though, seems like such a Dabo thing to do. I love the fact when Dabo, though, went in there and was like, I'm 53 years old, and there ain't one thing I've failed in my life. I've been a part of failure many times, but there ain't one thing in my life that I've ever failed at, Tyler. Talk your talk, man. Never, ever. I wanted to get an education. I got two degrees. Yeah, he did. I wanted to be the first college graduate in my family, and I did it. Yeah, he did. I wanted to play football at Alabama. I earned a scholarship, lettered three years, worked my ass off, won a national championship. I wanted to get into coaching. I worked my way to being a head coach, and when I got this job, and I'm sure you didn't want me to get this job— Fifteen years later, I'm still here. I'd say the results are what they are, and I'd stand on them. So don't you ever call back. Amen. Man, dude. he. Would, yeah, I mean, for me, I'm sorry. I was like, dude, that man just dropped the damn mic sure on did. his face. Dropped the elbow. Dabo. Man, you need to get that fired up with your players, man. <laughs> Well, he does. He calls um, I also love how he, by the way, he him. also started boasting about his marriage, too. I can't remember. But I got married. Yeah, I wanted to get married, I got, and I, I got married. Get, I and we've get, been married for 30 years. That's right. That's what I it was. Have a, thanks. I was like, man, I, um, I had to play this, you know, a couple times because you know how I can't help myself. So I had to play it for, like, Chas and sure. some friends. Everybody that was And bad. I'm like, dude, you got to listen to this. Any it's person hilarious. you came by, you made them sit for a five and a half yes, minute I did. rant. Bro, listen to that again. Um 
but no, it was great. Dabo is who Dabo is. Um, he better adjust or he will end up um, like going, hey, you know, uh, everything that goes up must come down. <laughs> Not must, That's but right. it does. That's uh, gravity. It's the also a gravity. song, Spinning Wheel, Got to Be Round or something. Okay. Maybe you're too young to know that one. Or maybe you're just not describing it very well. Whatever, dog, whatever. One whatever. of the two, I guess. Now, um, emotion is really, really bad, I think, when you're defending yourself as a person and you are the face of an entire, basically, university. Dave Doran, on the other hand, mm. NC State, the team that whipped Clemson ass, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That put Dabo in this position where Tyler from where Scarborough, wherever, coming up in Idiotsville. there. Coming, I, dude, I, listen, I'm, I don't care, man. Skyler got through. I thought Skyler was pretty Tyler, funny. Not Skyler. Tyler's, that's right, <laughs> Tyler. I'm sorry. I'm, Who's Skyler? I don't know, man. That awesome kid who came in off the top rope. That's right. But, he was so good, we changed the name from Tyler to Skyler. Man, um, but Dave Doran, on the other hand, head coach for NC State, he got extremely emotional. And you have this clip. Yeah. So NC State beats Clemson. Just to paint you a little bitty picture, uh, on game day, Steve Smith was the guest picker, picker. He was like Lee Corso, not like Lee Corso, but he was there. And when they were picking the Clemson NC State, Steve Smith said that, they're getting, you know, Steve Smith said, I'm taking Clemson, uh, NC State's just getting ready for basketball. Didn't even say they were going to be good at basketball. Said that the school's just getting ready for basketball. This is Dave Doran after NC State beat Clemson. Well, actually, we can hear both. Here's what Steve Smith said Oh, beforehand. you got both? Here we go. Man, you better Clemson than I thought. Clemson has been struggling. They're not the, the Clemson we've yeah. loved over the years. But NC State, unfortunately, they're waiting for basketball to start. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Uh, tell Steve Smith in the studio, this ain't a basketball school. He can kiss my ass. I loved that. I loved it. It was great. Especially, uh, you didn't even mention, this Clemson-NC State game was on the CW. So yeah. not even an ESPN network. It was it was on the CW. Hey, it was awesome, though. It was, uh, <laughs> and again, Dave Doran. You know, going out there, feisty as all get out there. But guess what he was doing? He was defending his school, and he was defending his football program, and he was defending his kids, not necessarily himself. Now, the thing is, Dave Doran would kill to have Dabo Sweeney's uh, career. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But I would say one thing, you know, like I mean, when, you be, when you get on top, man, everybody's coming after you. That's right. And Dabo got all the way up there, and he just, he just, doesn't, he just doesn't handle success – like the way Coach Saban is. Like, Coach Saban is just a prickly a hole, but doesn't say right. too much. Yeah, but Kirby's just kind of like. How many you times know, has Alabama gone four and Southern four? Southern dude, you know. Oh, that's a great point. <laughs> hey, things were looking ugly after the Texas game, buddy. Uh, yeah, sure. uh, and then who was it when they. Back. Was it USF? USF? Yeah. Oh, my Memphis gosh. Played they played this weekend. That, yeah. yeah, South Florida, what was it 17 10 or something? It was yeah, so yeah. scary yeah, close. Ugly game. They didn't Weather even play game. Milrow. They're playing in the middle of a monsoon. They I mean, played two that quarterbacks out. that are terrible. Yeah. But man, um, the emotion though from coaches—it's it's extremely important. But you got to remember where to put it. Um, and it was just—it was interesting to hear Dabo go buck wild. I'm—I am kind of surprised though. I'm not absolutely roasting. I mean, I just feel like Dabo knows he can't do that. Like you have to know as a—you can't go after fans. You can't get that like caught up where you're on a fight. There had to have been a point in that conversation where he just said 
screw it. I'm glad he did. I'm on his side. I am just going scorched earth, F everybody else. This is how I feel right now. It's my damn radio show. And by the way, if he would have ended that call with, uh, excuse me, you're fired. <laughs> let that let Tyler in. That was funny. That now, we great. had a great game last night, by the way, again. Uh, two great games. We're going to be talking about game four of the, of course, World Series tonight. But also in football, the Lions just... They looked they, – they they moved the ball up and down the field. Jameer Gibbs looked fast and awesome last night. Um, the one thing I can say about the Lions, they got some speed. They got a very, very good defense. Got to love Dan Campbell. Uh, but you don't want to get too carried away. They were playing the damn Raiders, and they, and they got to capitalize. Like how many field goals did my man kick last night? Three, I think. No, he kicked more than that. Did he? He even missed one too at the end. Sure did. I don't know. I'd have to look. I think he made four was, of them. I was a little five of them. Game. He made so many damn field goals. But the point is, um, they got to finish in the red zone. And Jared Goff, that pick six was so damn ugly. But again, Jared Goff, a lot of people don't realize this. I've talked about it four. a few times. He had four, four field five. goals. Shout four out for Riley five. Patterson. Good job, Riley, University of Memphis boy. That's right. Um, but man, like Jared Goff doesn't turn the ball over. They need to capitalize in the red zone more, but. Do you know that since he joined the Lions, he only throws an interception every 70 pass attempts. That's the lowest inter, uh, interception rate during that span. Yeah. Before he was with the Lions, when he was with the Rams, he threw an interception every 44 passes. So my man's gotten pretty damn good at protecting the football. Sure has. Now we're going to do a little bit of NFL power uh, polls here in a little bit. we got all kinds of stuff to do with the National Football League, baseball, Crazy stories for Hardenwood, but it's time to switch gears and talk with our buddy David Cobb from CBSSports.com on the other side, so don't touch the dial. But if you have to do anything, maybe run into a little showroom at 3425 Summer Avenue, I get it. I get it because that's where Scooters Plus is at. They have the largest showroom in the Mid-South. They're open 9 to 6 Monday through Saturday. And you're like, well, they got a Scooters Plus. Well, they got scooters. They got e-bikes. They got trikes. They got four-wheelers. They got dirt bikes. They got go-karts. They got golf carts. They got everything. Motorcycles. If it's got an engine and wheels, they got it. Plus, they have all the gears. And if you need any parts for your already vehicle that you're out there and ready to get out there, they have all the parts. They can do the repairs if you need them to. Plus, great sales and service. They have financing options available. Scooters Plus 3425 Summer Avenue. And check them out online, scootersplus.us. David Cobb on the other side, Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Start your day with Sports 56 mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour with Johnny Radio. This hour is brought to you by Scooters Plus on Summer Avenue. Here once again is Johnny Radio. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke, he's so mad, but he won't give up daddies. He know he won't have it. He knows his whole back to these ropes. It don't matter. He's dope. He knows that, but he's broke. He's so stagnant. He knows. Welcome back to Little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio. I got Brian Degas hanging out with me and we're blessed because not only is it Tuesday, not only is it Halloween, it's also Nick Saban's birthday 
and Vanilla Ice's birthday. I mean, it's a damn good day. It's also the day after the sports equinox. If you got a little bit of a little little hang me over, you know what I'm saying? I can understand. Yesterday, everybody was getting sports drunk. Dabo got sports drunk before he took his his. Uh, I think he did his radio show yesterday. It's just some great stuff in college football. We're going to talk about. That's why we are so lucky to have David Cobb from CBSSports.com. What's up, Cobb? How you doing? I am doing well, my friend. What are you uh, going to be for Halloween, John? Um, I was a stripper cop, Ed Banger. Ed Banger um, uh-huh. is a great-looking outfit. I think I pulled that dead gum thing off extremely good on Friday night's Halloween party that I went to. That was just an absolute rager. I I am so disappointed that I've not I've not seen Ed Banger like in the flesh. Like oh, that sounds dude. like a really interesting it's character. A, it's a great character. I had how, a, how how is that any different than than you on a day-to-day basis good question it's a good question well i had a wig on and i did have a badge handcuffs hanging uh on my belt loop so i don't usually carry a badge and handcuffs on me i see okay well (laughs) nonetheless uh i feel like you didn't really have to deviate too far no eerily similar how ed banger and and john harden both act the exact same (laughs) Oh man! Speaking of way people are acting, man, you got to tell me: Did you have as much fun listening to Dabo Sweeney's rant against Tyler as I did? Because Ooh. I, I want to tell you something. Usually, I'm killing Dabo. Like, uh, six, yeah, no, no, I, I, I got you. Know, speaking of uh, Halloween, did you see at his press conference today? Uh, he starts off, you know, just making small talk with the the reporters, and he's like, "All right, what are you guys uh, going to be for Halloween?" And one of the one of the reporters in the room goes. I'm Tyler from Spartanburg. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, Dabo laughed at that, so now he's he's uh, in a better mood today. But my gosh, that was incredible last night. Five-minute rant. Five-minute rant on a coach's show at a caller. And, like, okay, here's my question for you, John. Here's the call. So I've listened to, the, to uh, the entirety of what Tyler from Spartanburg said. I've listened to all of what Dabo said, but did you hear, like, Spartanburg portion of that whole deal. Um, okay, you're going to smoke me. I could not. You kind of cut out there. Repeat that real quick. No, I was just wondering if you heard the call, like the the what Tyler from Spartanburg said. Oh God, yes. I thought Tyler. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he went Bible verses. He basically <laughs> questioned his manhood. He went in there and did everything that you could do to probably tick a coach off. It was absolutely amazing. I thought, hey, if you want to get somebody, but the thing is, if Tyler would have gone at me the way, um, you know, he went at Dabo, I probably would have berated him just like that. But I don't have as you know as good a facts as Dabo does. <laughs> no, exactly. I almost felt like Dabo was justified in his response. Now, at the end of the day, it's not a great look when the head Correct. coach gets off on a tangent like that. And, it's, and the kid show. sounds also like a teenager, and you open it up with, I don't care how old you are. Like, that, that's, that's just letting you know this is about to get nasty. Yeah, that was that was a tough, tough look. Uh, the deal is, though, also, think about this. Like, you guys are in the radio business. How is there not a producer in there, like, cutting that caller off? Like, come on, if y'all get some sort of crazy person on your airwaves, and they start going off the rails, like, Bryant's going to cut the call, right? Correct. So, like, right. Like, why did that not happen? 
Um, we already talked about it. Like, how did this, like, all you had to do is ask Tyler, like, one, maybe two questions if you're screening the cause and you guarantee it was going to pour out of Tyler. He wasn't going to be able to hold it in. You would have been like, yeah, we're not taking this call at all. Let him even on the show, let alone if, like, once he went in, oh, man, started questioning the money and stuff, you would have had to drop him. Yeah, no doubt. Well, it was an interesting look behind the curtain at where the psyche is right now for Dabo Sweeney because you don't lash out like that unless you're you're really really frustrated and really starting to feel some heat. But Dude, I thought he even, made a good but, point. But I was going to say I thought his humble brags were not not humble at all. But he went even so far off of just talking about his coaching record, how he went to go get one degree, got two of them. He uh, got earned a scholarship, lettered three years at Alabama. He even, even ended it off with, and then I wanted to get married, and I've been married 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And he, he says, oh, I've raised three sons, all that. So, yeah, that was the full Dabo experience in five minutes right there. But, I, I, I mean, think about it, man. Like, from his point of view, He's right. What is it, 12 consecutive seasons of 10 or more victories? I mean, that's insane. I mean, there's nobody else. Uh, I mean, gosh, I mean, obviously Saban's had his success and Smart's doing it. But, like, outside of those two, I mean, Dabo has done it better than anybody else in college football over that period of time. And I think the 12-team era is going to be huge for Clemson and huge for Dabo because even if they're just on the – all right, let's say they don't have a Deshaun Watson. They don't have a Trevor Lawrence moving forward. Well, even if they're just uh, as good as they were last year or as good as they were in 21 with DJU, that's still a team that makes the 12-team playoff. And I think that's a, a level of success that Clemson fans will probably be able to accept. Right? Like It's hard to accept being irrelevant when you've been competing for national titles. But the 12-team playoff is going to broaden the net of what we consider relevant and acceptable. And I feel like Clemson is not so far off that it can't get back to being one of the 12 best teams uh, as early as next season. So they got a lot to fix. Um, but what I thought was interesting about that call as well that we haven't touched on yet was this idea that he expressed, uh, I'll go get a job somewhere else. And I don't oh, know if he yeah, said it yeah, in those yeah, exact yeah. terms, but like that's more or less the, the said. And if they don't want me that, here, I'll go get a job somewhere else. I think it's, Right. How about that? Because I, I think there would – like, his value is not what it was five, six years ago. Like, if Nick Saban retired tomorrow, I don't know that Alabama fans would be doing cartwheels about getting Dev Sweeney as their head coach. But what if the Texas right? – or uh, what if Michigan State is, is willing to go out and match? Man, that's a good get point. A I'm, I'm just saying that is there. There's there's some crazy, crazy things that could happen again. And dominoes are falling everywhere. If you just look over at uh, Michigan tonight, a lot of people are kind of wondering. CFP rankings come out tonight. Who are your top four teams, and is Michigan in there? CFP standpoint, right? Like, I'm not talking about my ballot for the nope, 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 nope. I'm talking about like how they come out and you know measure everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's a really good case for Ohio State one. I think there's a really interesting argument that Georgia and Michigan should be Georgia four, Michigan five. And again, I'm, I'm not saying like who do I think is the best team. I'm saying who has the best resume because that's that's the criteria that the college football playoff uses, right? Right. Yep. That's so, exactly the truth. 
Yeah. And Ohio uh, State, by far, I would have to say, has the best resume with wins over Penn State and at Notre Dame. Then you got to yep. believe Georgia because of everybody's eyes. They're going to be up there. They've been consistent. They're undefeated. Uh, Florida State does have that, you know, big win early in the season, a 21 point win on a neutral site against LSU. And again, like I said, believe it or not, Washington haven't beaten Oregon as good as Oregon looked. You mm-hmm. got Michael Penix Jr. It's hard to leave Washington out of the top four. I mean, yeah. I feel like Michigan, with their weak schedule and with all the scandal, it'd be easy for them to put them around five. Yeah, and there will be a an uproar if that happens oh, because yeah. they've been so so dominant, and people will mistakenly think that it's occurred because of the off the field. I know I will. I mean, <laughs> I can make. I can let me tell you something again. I can make the argument for Washington, Florida State, Ohio State, and Georgia. I can make those arguments all day long for being ranked ahead of Michigan. Like I can make those arguments, but when I see them actually happen tonight, if it does happen, I'll be like, "Oh, damn, yeah, they punished them." That I mean that that will be a prevailing thought. Ultimately, it will not matter if Michigan is at five tonight because uh, they are, in my opinion, much better than Ohio State should probably beat Ohio State at the end of the season. And so long as they do that, uh, they'll make the college football playoff. What is of interest to me is if Ohio State were to pull an upset over Michigan at season's end, Ohio State makes the Big Ten championship game. The only thing at that point that Michigan would have on its resume would be a victory over Penn State. And I'm not sure that one loss Michigan makes it into the playoffs. I don't think they do. You've got to run the table with that schedule. Yeah. And and so it's a one game season, really. Ohio for State, yeah, yeah. And I think they're better than Ohio State. I think they should win that game. But uh, I mean, they haven't played anybody, so it's uh, it's an interesting situation there. And there's a lot of distractions swirling around Michigan football right now. Uh, but it's kind of wild to, to contemplate a reality where Michigan maybe doesn't make the playoff because just go and look at their schedule and how I think their their closest game this season has been a 24 point spread. Uh, which is just insane when you consider the fact that they're taking their foot off the gas in the second half of every game. Uh, but they, they are still walking a, a tight rope and a fine line when it comes to their, you know, their aspirations this season. Well, um, aspirations seem to have been almost washed away with Oklahoma last week losing to Kansas. They had a scare the week before. You're thinking to yourself, oh, man, they're going to come back. They're going to bounce back after that close game against Central Florida. They're going to mollywop Kansas because they got to go in there to bedlam against Oklahoma State. Uh, one of the best in-state rivals. Last year, they're going to be doing this. Crazy to say this, but right now, Oklahoma State, as bad as they started off this year, I feel like they got more momentum going in this game than Oklahoma. It's crazy, yeah. The team that who they lose to they lost uh, to South Alabama thirty three right. to seven, <laughs> and then the next week fell came back and lost to Iowa State. Like I was uh, thinking, the wheels were about to fall off, and now they went to this old quarterback, and all of a sudden they've been running things. Yeah, yeah, that's typical kind of Mike Gundy for you. You look up and it's like, oh, Oklahoma State's not bad. Okay, and you're you're right about the rivalry element of this is going to be huge because Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are not going to play moving forward uh, in all likelihood. So this is the last shot uh, for the Cowboys against the big bad in-state rival. And Oklahoma's a little uh, little wobbly, a little wobbly right now. So at the end of the day... Wobbly is a little bit... Uh, is a nice way to put it. Like, I don't understand how this Oklahoma team... 
Like how – like I don't know what really has happened. It's not like there's a bunch of glaring injuries. Dylan Gabriel's doing his thing. It's just like they've hit a bump to where the team collectively is not playing good football. Yeah, so I think the win over Texas was a little bit of a an anomaly. Like I think Texas is better than than Oklahoma. You got to remember this is an Oklahoma team that was what six and seven last year. Yep. And so the fact that they started as hot as they did was already pretty remarkable. So in the Big Twelve, you know that they're going to slip up at some point. But it's not like all bets are off here. I mean, they fell behind fourteen to nothing at Kansas. Dylan Gabriel made a couple of uncharacteristically poor mistakes, and Kansas just got some good luck and some big plays, like in a home environment where uh, that was a tough place for OU to go in and play. So, like that happens, right? It happens to Texas every year, at least once, and usually like four times. Uh, that's just life in the Big Twelve. Now it's can you get it back on track because everything that they want to accomplish is still available. Like if Oklahoma. Uh, makes it to the Big 12 championship game with only one loss, and they beat Texas again, they are 100% going to the college football playoff. So it's not like all is lost here uh, for, for OU, uh, and they should beat Oklahoma State. I mean, they, they are better uh, than that team. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you chalk it up to. Um, but, I mean, it's it's still up in the air in, in that league. It is, the Big 12 is low-key, like, the most exciting league in in, in the country right now. I yeah, mean, the Pac-12 is what it is, but it looks like Oregon and Washington. But you go and look at the Big 12 and the standings and the possibilities, K-State in the mix, like Iowa State randomly hanging around, like uh, Oklahoma State's making noise. Uh, the foregone conclusion of a Texas OU rematch is is a little bit tenuous. Like there are there are no guarantees that we're going to get that, that, that game again. Yeah, that is true. And the other thing about it for me is like just looking at the, you know, the difference of the, the way, I mean, the last four games, Oklahoma State has looked like such a different football team. It's not even funny. And Ollie Gordon, uh, Ollie Gordon is getting all the love and all the credit. It's that offensive line. My man's not getting touched till he's five yards, like already picked up the first five yards. I mean, that offensive line for Oklahoma State has been blowing up some holes. And I think that could be trouble for uh, Oklahoma, the, for the Sooners. Yeah, that also sounds like something that your Halloween character might be doing. <laughs> That's such an excellent – that is David Cobb. Hey, I also <laughs> got to know something else, DC. All right, Deion Sanders. Wow, I thought that was a very interesting statement with what he said when he mm-hmm. was asked about the offensive line. Um, he, in the middle of the season basically said, we are going to go get – I'm not – don't hesitate. Hear me now. We're going to go get new offensive linemen. Um, now that they're, you know, paying these kids, I mean, is there anything wrong with his comments? No, I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. The way, That's who he is. That was always going to be an issue with them, and it's why they haven't been able to run the football. Uh, so it didn't take a, a genius to see issues up front for Colorado going into this season. That's the same problem that any first-year coach encounters in the transfer portal era, is that they walk into a situation and they just don't have the numbers up front to compete with the more well-established program. So, I mean, Dion's just saying the quiet part out loud. He's saying what every first-year coach around the country is thinking, which is I can't wait to get uh, to the offseason and, and see who gets in the portal. But the question just becomes how competitive is Colorado with some of the other top programs? Because if there are, let's say, let's say hypothetically, 30 uh, all-conference caliber offensive linemen in the transfer portal, which is probably a really high number, uh, but let's just say there's 30, right? Like 25 of them are going to go to the deepest pocketed programs in the country. Uh, the 
the Florida States, the Clemsons, the Alabamas, the Georgias, the uh, you, you get where I'm going here. Yeah, yeah absolutely, Texas. Texas. Um, and Colorado, even with Dion, is probably no higher than 15th on that list. Uh, and so maybe you know somebody's willing to take less than they can make somewhere else to go play at Colorado because of Dion. So he definitely helps, but I don't know that Colorado's place in the pecking order has changed enough to where he just flips the offensive line and overnight he's got three um, all Big 12 caliber players uh, up front next season. Like, that is some wishful thinking. Like, there's still some long-haul development uh, that has to take place in college football for a program to get really good up front. So he can make strides, he can make improvements, but... I don't know that he goes out there and gets the Gucci or the Louis or, or whatever he thinks he's going to get just overnight with a snap of the fingers. Man, um, I, I'm with you there. And by the way, I got to know, hands down, is Louisville the second best team in the ACC behind Florida State? <laughs> wow, what a world! Uh, I, I, I feel crazy too, just even saying it. I mean, I still, I mean, they beat Notre Dame, and I still feel like I couldn't believe it. And then when they dro- they drop kick Duke right in the face, I feel like Elko though had that coming after the way they he coached in the second half against Florida State. Wow. I mean, Leonard's just not healthy for Duke. Miami, if they had a different head coach, I would say Miami is the second-best team, but Mario Cristobal is a bad coach. So, um, sure, Louisville, Jeff Rom, it always set up well for them going into this year. Their schedule's been quite favorable. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll rock with you on that because North Carolina, man, they are imploding right Dude, now. It is two weeks in a row, it's just been embarrassingly yeah. bad. It's, it has. It's so, so bad. Now, I got to know, man, because this is the game. I mean, there's some good games this weekend that I'm excited. One, I'm, I'm going – if Notre Dame blows the doors off of Clemson, I'm going to listen live to Dabo Sweeney's uh, <laughs> show on Monday. Uh, that's going to be an interesting football game, but I don't think there's one that's more interesting than, of course, LSU-Alabama. It's huge. Um, the thing about LSU is their defense has been terrible this year. You get in the red zone, you're going to score a point. Did you know that every time a team has gotten the red zone, they've gotten at least three points? At least? I yeah. Mean, LSU's defense has been terrible. How is that possible? I don't know. But Alabama's offensive line still not that good. And you would think there's some dudes down in Baton Rouge. And if you're ever going to talk to a, a, a like a defensive unit, one side of the ball, and say, look, whole world right now is against you. You need to go out there and prove yourself. In T-Town, it'd be kind of big. Alabama only a three-point favorite. Does LSU have a chance to pull off the upset? Oh, absolutely it does. Yeah, LSU absolutely has a chance. I mean, Jaden Daniels and that LSU offense, they are elite. Uh, he is low-key. I mean, not even low-key, man. He's, he's the number one quarterback in the country right now in terms of passer rating. And that doesn't even incorporate what he does with his legs. I mean, Jaden Daniels is arguably the best quarterback in college football. And hey, they uh, yeah, I wouldn't argue game. with you. Yeah. And then on the other side of that matchup, you look at the weaknesses, though, of LSU, which is their secondary. And you think about the strength of Alabama's offense, which is Jalen Milrow throwing the football deep. That could be a problem mm-hmm. for LSU. I mean, this could be a, a pretty high-scoring game because I think, I think LSU gets to the 30s, and I think Alabama can get to the 30s against LSU. So, I th- this could be one of the better games of the season if, if it produces for us. I mean, it could be a, a really compelling matchup. And if Alabama wins it, the conversation around the Crimson Tide starts to shift dramatically because nothing that they have left in front of them after LSU this week is all that daunting. And we start to think about Alabama in terms of being a challenger to Georgia in the SEC championship game. 
and and obviously being just one step away from the college football playoff. And and so huge. I mean, game of the year in the SEC really coming up this this, this Saturday. It's not just big for LSU, and it's not just big for Alabama. I know all the Ole Miss fans in the world are right now rooting for LSU to beat Alabama. Um, and they have a big game this week themselves. I mean, Texas A&M, I just I, – I don't even know what's going to happen with, with Jimbo. If Ole Miss blows the doors off of them, uh, Vaughn Hemingway, how close is Jimbo to being out? Yeah, it feels like he is on the hot seat uh, to the extent where – like if they had lost to South Carolina, I was going to go ahead and, and just get a few – paragraphs together in the event that you know he was fired on sunday right and that's kind of i think the world we're living in now with jimbo fisher where it feels like they are one bad week away ultimately you know does eight and four nine and three uh nine and three being very unlikely but eight and four still possible like is that enough to to save his job i don't know man that's that is a tough one a tough one for the aggies and really i mean almost should win this game you mentioned Mm -hmm. it's at home and and they the rebels still have something to play for. I mean, it's unlikely, but there is a scenario where uh, Alabama loses twice and the SEC West is open. Or I mean, think about it this way: like Ole Miss could get to the end of this regular season at eleven and one, and you never know. Like mm-hmm. you just you just never know. Like what eleven and one, where that leaves you at the end of the season. So Ole Miss has way more to play for than, than Texas A and M. So and I, I like the rebels' chances and. You know, we'll, we'll see where Jimbo is come come uh, this time next week uh, when we're talking because it's a week to week proposition right now with uh, with that man. The most whack line of the week, in my opinion, uh, Washington and of course USC. Washington, I know they've you know showed a few chinks in their armor, but they did get over on Oregon. They're undefeated. Michael Penix Jr. is an absolute machine. And I don't trust USC's defense as far as I can throw them. And damn, I'm starting to worry about Caleb Williams because he is behind a terrible offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think both teams in this game could get to 50. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Washington defensively has been pretty bad as of late, and USC is just we. I mean, we all know horrendous defensively. So this looked like a while ago as though it would be the game of the year in the Pac-12. Uh, but neither one of these teams is playing particularly well at the moment. But uh, Washington still has a lot to play for. And, and actually, think about it like this. I mean, if USC wins this game, they are very much still in the mix for the Pac-12 championship game and in appearance there because, yeah, they have two losses, but one of those was a, a non-conference game. So uh, I don't think anyone with a straight face would tell you that USC uh, belongs to the same conversation as Oregon and Washington right now, but if if uh, Lincoln Riley can get those guys up for this game uh, to go out there and prove that they do belong, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe we start to think about USC a little bit differently here. So the fact that Caleb Williams is still playing, too, I think is, is of note because there's obviously going to be a lot of speculation after they take their second loss over whether or not he might just pack it in and get ready for the draft, and, and he has not done that. So um, we'll see. That's, that's, a, that's a big one. It's not as big as, as it looked like it might be a few weeks ago, but – if USC pulls off an upset there, then it it, it really hurts the Pac-12's chances of, of producing a playoff. You going? Uh, you doing any little Halloween partying? No, uh, not not this not this year, man. You know, you're, you're one of those good people out there who are actually going to give out candies to the kids, right? <laughs> uh, dude, I'm just going to go up to the store and get myself some of those Nerds Gummy Clusters, man. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, man. David, do me a favor. Tell everybody what you got, what you're working on over at CBSSports.com. Not only do you college football, but I'm sure college basketball. Uh, the sports equinox was yesterday, but you've been probably feeling that for a while. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a lot of college basketball stuff coming, including our ranking of the uh, top 25 and one best coaches in college basketball that's going to drop tomorrow. So Ooh. that's always a fun one. Nobody ever gets mad about that one. So uh, enjoy that one. And then, of course, yeah, it's, it's, it's dual sports season, a lot of football stuff, too. I'm a, a busy man, but uh, I enjoy it. David, is Kenny Payne the worst hire in, in college <laughs> basketball history? Woo, in case you missed it, uh, Louisville, <laughs> Louisville dropped to a Division II team last night in an exhibition game. Uh, Kentucky Wesleyan yeah. uh, went into the KFC Yum Center and got the cards. Yeah, Kenny Payne, uh, I'm going to put the uh, the over-under on his firing date at like February the 23rd, nice. and I would be pretty shocked if he makes it past that. Who knew it? Louisville's a football school, man. Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> He is David yep. Cobb. Follow him at David W. Cobb on Twitter. Read his work at CBSSports.com. And tune in to him every single Tuesday right here. Be blessed. Happy Halloween and happy Nick Saban and Vanilla Ice's birthday, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, man. Have a good one. That is David Cobb. Frontier Western Store, by the way. My goodness. My man, my man Dagus looks so good. He's got a cowboy hat on. He's got boots. He's got jeans. He's got shirts. It looks like you just got out of 5880 Goodman Road down in Olive Branch. He's got all his cowboy gear on. Cause man, I'm telling you, dude, you're looking good. You got the belt buckle and everything. They have everything at Frontier Western stores. Work boots, dress boots, Western boots, cowboy boots. They'll fit everybody for your family, kids, the ladies, you. Head on down there. If you can't get down to Olive Branch, you can always just hop online at FrontierWesternStore.com. We got baseball we got maction and we still got to talk some nfl action don't touch the dial oh where were you playing there buddy i was playing your outro music for the end of the hour john uh it didn't sound like it mm, i don't know what you're what, what do you you huh. you what, what are you leaving me to go down work over with Dabo sweeney huh you taking another job yeah, is that what you on the phone that's, that's right I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> anyway, check out Frontier Western Store and FrontierWesternStore.com. Again, we got to break down what's going on with the Grizzlies. Also, I don't know if you know this, my Ken folks got a new place. He's got a new address. He does. Going to the Clippers. Cali, baby. Man, I don't know about this one, man. I got to talk to some people about Harden with, with the Clippers. Like, you got Kawhi. You got what? What's going to happen with Russell Westbrook? I mean, do you know that they've done this before? You got Paul George. So you got Russell Westbrook and James Harden, like two broken guards, one super athletic and one super fat. <laughs> Saw that one coming. Paul George is great. Kawhi's great when he's healthy. I don't know, man. I don't get it. We'll talk about the Grizzlies, their struggles. They're 0-4 on the season. We'll talk a little bit about James Harden. That's with Zach Boyd. And again, don't forget, we got some crazy stories for Hardenwood because it just feels so good. Don't you dare touch the dial. Sports 5698.5 FM.